to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast about podcasting. You can find it online at goodstuff.fm slash SMYM or on Twitter at SMYM underscore FM. I'm your host, Chris Enns, and for this episode, I've got Paul Jarvis from Invisible Office Hours, where alongside Jason Zook, he hosts a podcast, strangely enough. We talk about how you can break the rules of podcasting to help find your own authentic voice amidst the rabble and noise of so many other podcasts. We also talk about seasons, hating your first episode, and alternative ways to make money from a podcast besides sponsorship. Speaking of sponsors, my thanks to FeedPress for sponsoring this episode. Visit feed.press slash SMYM and use your coupon code SMYM to get 10% off your first year of podcast hosting and great analytics. It's what we use here at goodstuff.fm. For now, on to my conversation with Paul. I guess that's I guess that's out there. Oh, we recorded because we recorded the whole season before we even started the season, so that was probably like two and a half months ago. We recorded that. Oh wow! So I don't even really, <laughs> I don't really remember everything we talked about in that episode or all the episodes. But yeah. Okay, I, I hit record already, so I, I just want to jump off that because that's that's bizarre to me how you can mentally do that. Like, I mean, I understand technically how you can do that, but like just when you're talking so much of what I do is like record and publish that day. And if it's sitting at all for any amount of time, like even just my own, I do a a solo daily journal kind of audio podcast. If it's sitting there for longer than the morning, even I'm getting anxious that I want to get this thing out. How do you sit on a podcast for two months and not publish it? I, I I admire your patience, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, some of it comes down to it takes a while for our engineer to edit it. But then some of it comes down to we like to release it in seasons and it, we like them back to back. But <clears throat> both Jason and my schedules don't always accommodate for being able to record and release that day or that week. So like right now he is traveling and the quality could be crap. So... We just like to get it all done. But then we also, because in this new season of the podcast, there's also six bonus episodes that if you buy the product that we have, you get extra. So we had to record a bunch to begin with anyway. So we're just like, let's just do all of it. I think last season we were only about two or three weeks ahead of schedule. This time we're months (laughs) ahead of schedule. Yeah, which is bizarre. That's where, I mean, it's not bizarre, like crazy, but like, it's just, it's, and it it must be freeing in the sense that like, like you said, your schedules allow for you to just go do something then you don't have to worry about like, I'm tied to the physical mixer and mics and stuff or whatever. If I want to get an episode out, whereas you can just publish and and for all intents and purposes, this, like the podcast I do, there's nothing really about it that I couldn't just record a bunch in advance, a bunch of interviews and publish them. And there's, you know, the, a certain amount of timeliness, I guess, when I say, so your podcast is now out and it has episodes, whatever is out and, you know, but, but yeah, that's, um, I'm just thinking of the, um, the freedom that I, that allows for is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. And then that way on the day, like an episode came out today and all I needed to do was promote it. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's already done yesterday. All I needed to do was queue up the blog post and the email and the tweets so all I need to work on now is the promotion side of things because all the all the content and the product itself, the podcast, is actually finished. Yeah, that's nice. So the podcast is called Invisible Office Hours, and it's a weekly podcast for people that aren't confined to a literal office or that aren't confined by conventional thinking, and you host it with your partner, Jason Zook. 
Um, and I'm just reading from the webpage here and then we'll discuss. But topics include self-doubt, branding, customers, and the future. And it airs August 25th to November 10th. So getting to the season idea, that's, is that, this is your, you said you're in your third season now? Yeah, correct. Right. And is that something you've been consistent with through all three seasons, that time frame or? Yes. Wow. It's always 12 episodes. The last episode was always a live Q&A with our listeners. And then we typically, was not consistent is the break. So it's usually between three and five months we take, we've taken off between like season one and season two or season two to season three sort of thing. But seasons are good, especially when it's people like Jason and I who we don't know where we're going to be all the time. And we're always working on different products or different things. So things change. So I like the idea of having a start and an end date. And then we let it sit. We don't even talk about the podcast until we start recording again. And then we come back to it and there's fresh ideas and there's new stuff. So I don't know, seasons, like it would be hard for me to stay motivated if I did it every single week, which is weird because for writing, I do it every single week without any breaks except around Christmas time because nobody gives a about stuff around Christmas time other than Santa Claus and presents. But so for podcasts, I like to have it so there's starts and finishes because then I miss it. And it's not like Jason and I stop talking. Like Jason and I talk all day every day. So that doesn't change. But the recording of the podcast, we do a little bit on, a little bit off, a little bit on, a little bit off. And that that's really works for us. Yeah, and that's where it's uh it's a neat idea. And and again, like I said, the the the, the drive within me to like keep putting on an episode or whatever um each week is kind of driven by the the sort of podcast marketing uh douchey business side almost in a sense where it's like if you well and the fear of like if you stop doing it people are going to unsubscribe and leave is sort of this un un uh, unfounded rule i think because i i don't know about you but like for me it's like if i stop doing show me your mic tomorrow at episode 100 or whatever and then it's not like people just automatically go delete it from their podcast player. Like it doesn't take up more space sitting there. It's not like a, you know, that, that idea, yeah. I guess. And so it, it is kind of odd that we're all fearful that if we stop, people are going to leave, but yeah, we had more listeners in season two and I think we took five months off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. And it's, it is, I mean, you are in a, in a different space, I guess, in terms of um, being, like you said, with talking to folks who are in sort of the work world and office and, and creative online workspace and stuff. And, and it's, it is interesting that you say that you're, you guys aren't sort of tied down to a nine to five Monday to Friday job, which would sometimes inhibit some of this kind of podcast stuff and extracurricular activities. But because of your freedom, you almost have to have more freedom in your podcast, which is kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. It kind of works out to be similar, but, but different. And as well, I think like we always like to, that seasons feel interesting because they feel new. So every season we do something different as well, right? So we have different products tied to different seasons and that sort of thing. We don't do any sponsors. We switch it up and every season we're like, okay, what can we do that obviously new content because it's a podcast. We're not just going to talk about the same things. But as well, it's like, okay, what can we do that's new that we didn't do last season in terms of monetizing it or creating more community engagement or that sort of thing? So every season we're always trying to like, okay, this is a new season. We got to bring our A game and do something totally different and totally wacky. Yeah. And how do you differentiate in terms of, um, I'm not worried about like how iTunes sees it, but I guess just like in terms of your website and sort of some of the branding stuff around that, how you determine and sort of 
show off season one, season two, season three. We use an H2 tag in the footer. <laughs> it just says season one, season two, season three. <laughs> no, wait. It's got to be more complicated. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think so. No, no, I'm, I'm just, just looking at the website. It is. It does just say season one, season two, season three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's where sometimes uh, I think uh, podcasts, well, internet people on the internet t- try to make things more complicated. Exactly. So. <laughs> This is super not complicated. And yeah, in iTunes and stuff, it just keeps showing Anchor on episode 26 or something. So it doesn't differentiate there. But yeah. I could give zero shits about how it, how it organizes it. People get it if they're subscribed and it just shows up in their iTunes thingamabob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, I guess, that's what's uh, refreshing uh, in seeing what you guys are doing. It's kind of like, the like I was referencing earlier, some of the unwritten official air quotes rules about podcasting that you guys are either breaking or just not even aware of, which is yeah. in a refreshing way, uh, and not really worrying about because there's been many podcasts, lots of airtime spent um, stressing and worrying about episode numbers and titling and seasons and how you do it and how you shouldn't and etc. So it's um, yeah, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> That's how we approach our business, though. Like, so that was something we consciously like decided on that if we, if we were going to do a podcast, we were going to do our version of a podcast, not a podcast that is like the way best practices are supposed to work or the way experts do it. We don't care. Like, we just like doing our podcast. And if it's different than other podcasts, that's cool. If it follows like weird conventions or non convention, it's fine. Like that's that's why that's why I have a, a show with a guy who sold his last name and used to wear t-shirts for a living. <laughs> like it's a different thing, and that's why people listen. <laughs> exactly. And so the when you're before you're like you said, let's say you finish season two, you're you're done, and then however long later, you know, it actually is published. And then when you're sort of in that in-between state, are you collecting ideas and stuff, or is it kind of like you try to go cold turkey and you don't touch the Google Doc or whatever you use to organize, you know, stuff for season three. And then you just like schedule something way down the road when you're going to actually chat with Jason about the podcast again, or is it sort of ongoing process, even though yeah, you're not we, recording? We don't start collecting ideas in our master Google Doc until we're almost ready to record. So I think, and sometimes, I, I mean, we kind of approach it sometimes like, oh, I had this idea a while ago, but we don't write anything down or talk about it until it's time. Mm-hmm. Because then I feel like, and I've, did that, I've done that with books too. I've had like, okay, I want to have this idea to write a book and I have like three months off in six months. So I'm going to write that book in six months. And then I get to that time, I'm like, I don't even care about this book idea anymore. So I feel the same with the podcast and the topics. It's like, let's, let's figure it out kind of as we go. Some days we have an idea what we're going to talk about, like from the Google Doc. Some days it's just like, hey, Paul, I had this idea. Let's run with it. I'm like, all right, Jason, let's hit record. Yeah. <laughs> and when you are recording the season, like say just for, the, I guess, this last season, you, you did you do a batch of them in like a multiple per day or is it kind of just spaced out over a shorter, you know, whatever, a week or two? Yeah, we did two a day every Thursday for six weeks. Nice. Actually, no, for a bit longer because we have 12 episodes and then we also have six bonus episodes. So <laughs> nine weeks of two a day on Thursdays at the same time every day. Yeah. At the same time every Thursday, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I can feel myself getting tense. Like the idea of just sitting on the content again, like I was saying earlier, but it's, it's good. I think that's probably a practice I need to learn and uh, some sort of discipline era area that I need to work on probably. But <laughs> it feel it feels like exciting because you know, there's something you want to talk about that you haven't talked about yet. And it's like, okay, today's the day we finally get to talk about this topic. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you you referenced um, bonus episodes and then also products instead of sponsors and things like that. And you guys are both, you're not partners in business explicitly, are you? Or like together? Not for, a, like, like we don't own a company together, right. but we have lots of products that we have like launched together that we share the the revenue with. But we both own separate companies. He's American as well, so I don't want to get involved in <laughs> And all of that, like cross-border company shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although with a dollar right now, I'm like, it's kind of nice. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I get paid in U.S. dollars, so oh, okay. I, I'm doing well right now <laughs> because the dollar is so good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so, talk a bit about that. I guess as far as products that you might offer for right right now, for example, instead of it says at the very top of the page, "How dare you support our show? Check out our workshop," which leads you to the "How dare you? A guide to finding and sharing your personal brand." Um, and is that, so talk a bit about, I guess, the product and is that where sort of the extra episodes are allocated, I guess, if you buy the product and stuff like that? Yeah. So the backstory there is the first season we had sponsors, which I don't have a problem with sponsors. I think there's, they're cool. If, if creatives can monetize their art by getting companies to sponsor their stuff, that is really cool. What we decided to do is because a lot of, a lot of podcasts have sponsors. We're like, how about we don't have sponsors? How about we monetize our podcast in a weird way, because that's what we do. So we came up with, for season two, we came up with a product called The Bundle of Awesome, which was really just all of the products that Jason and I have made put into, and a few of our friends put into a product and then sold um, with bump sale pricing. So it starts at a dollar. If somebody buys it, it goes to $2. If five people buy it, it's now at $6. If 100 people buy it, it's now at $101. And I think we ended up making... Probably over forty grand US on that in the second season. We're like, this is way more than some sponsor would pay us to talk about things like zombies and vampires, and it feels more like us. It feels more like we're doing something that is different than the way other podcasts monetize, and it's fun. So for season three, we decided to create a live workshop called "How Dare You." It's really just a workshop on helping people find their personal brand to put out into the world because that's really what Jason and I are known for. We're known for being ourselves and somehow making money off of it. And then with that, because the because you can buy the workshop throughout the whole season, the workshop isn't going to happen until after season three ends. So we were like, if somebody's giving us money, we want to give them something right away. So we recorded six episodes of the podcast that only people who buy the workshop can get which is kind of interesting that we're, we made this content that maybe only a couple hundred people are going to listen to. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of fun. And we didn't we consciously didn't pick which episodes were going to be public on the podcast and which episodes were going to be in the product until after because I didn't want it to affect our thinking for what we put in or what we said or anything like that. I'm like, if we're selling these, these have to be just as good as the podcast episodes or the podcast episodes have to be just as good as the ones that people are paying for. So that's the the long-winded monetization, how dare you workshop uh, invisible office hours, um, revenue stream scheme, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what's awesome. And I guess I should preface it a bit with, for folks who are listening, maybe you're just starting a podcast or something, and you're like, great, I'm going to do that, Um, which I think is a great great idea. Collectively, you and 
you and uh, Jason have about 65,000 Twitter followers and you have been working at this for a while. It's not like the podcast was the first thing out the door for both of you. And so not to say that somebody else can't do that, but just bear in mind that you guys did come to the table with a bit of um, audience, I guess, already. Um, Yeah. And so, which is great. Like, there's no. And we're in, we're internet marketers. Like, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think there is a lesson there for folks who maybe like I I come from the side of it. Like, why would someone want more stuff from me? Or <laughs> the the false humility slash uh, self esteem issue <laughs> angle on it of like nobody's going to want to pay for more stuff. I just got to give it for free and hope enough people grab onto it. But I think what you guys have done is awesome. And, and I think there's ways to apply that. Even if you do have a smaller audience and you're not coming with, you know, whatever, hoping to make 40 grand off of your products or whatever add-ons you might have for your podcast. I think there's a great lesson in there of just skipping the sponsor route and doing something different. Cause it is, especially now, even, I don't know, I don't know what year it was when you started, but it's probably 2013 or whatever. Um, podcasting wasn't still hadn't quite exploded the way it has and everyone and their dog has Squarespace and a MailChimp and a whatever sponsoring and it's getting a lot harder to get sponsors. So you guys have kind of been able to skip that whole, I don't know, yeah, not frustration, but yeah, that whole area and just deal directly with your audience, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's more a lesson in figuring out a way that works for you that isn't necessarily a way that is what's taught or blogged about by experts or something like that. And I think a lot of times we just kind of get caught up in this like internet. The internet expert told me so. You totally. Are. <laughs> I have to do this. I read this listicle on entrepreneur.com. And it's like, well, no, wait. How about if we do things the way, because our businesses, especially for Jason and I, are 100% a reflection of who we are as people. So we're like, okay, our podcast has to also be a reflection of who we are as people. And it has to be something kind of kooky. And that's why that's how we came to that. It could have been any number of things. And for other people, it doesn't have to be the lesson here isn't to do that what we did. It's like find what works for you and for your audience and for your people and for where you are with the way that you market your things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's it's a struggle. I, I can tell you for sure. Just like that idea of what you just said of the internet expert told me so is is such an easy trap to fall into and uh and and or following just the path of success of someone else whether it's on the internet or otherwise, but you just see someone else with success. So you got to try You feel like you have to do that rather than sort of blazing your own little trail or even just side paths. You can still follow the same path maybe. And Yeah. Well, <laughs> if there was route. only one path to success, it would be paved with like gold and unicorn farts. <laughs> like really there isn't a path to success. It's just however it works for you to get there. There we go. That's our show title. Gold. Unicorn farts. <laughs> <Gold laughs> like my new favorite thing. <laughs> Path paved with gold and unicorn farks. Got it. Show title. Okay. <laughs> so in the, uh, um, one of the things you had said to me um, in the message, I think was, you know, now you've, you've upgraded mics, you record locally, et cetera. Um, and you can't even listen to season one <laughs> of your own show. <laughs> what is it about? Because uh, I, I guess what it's interesting to me and sort of, again, like lessons for people just starting out now, because, you know, they said that, the, the experts on the internet say the best time to start a podcast is right now or, you know, alternatively time machine five years ago. But so what is it about your se- your first season that you, when you started, that was so rough that you don't want to go back to? It's just the audio quality. Like yeah. it was still us talking about things, but the mics we were using, the fact that we didn't have an expert 
mixing or mastering it. It just wasn't, like the quality just isn't there. The ideas were there and that was great and I'm glad we did start when we did and I'm glad we recorded season one when we did. But then we learned a lot and the only complaint we got from season one was that it was hard to listen to because the audio sucked. So we're like, okay, that, we can fix that. It's not us. It's just the fact that we need an engineer to help us, which I come from a like touring musician background. So I'm like, that makes sense. I was like, I'm not going to record an album by myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, which is funny because I, I think I heard that you you're in music in some form or another, and uh, and so to come to podcasting to not sort of be the mic nerd, audio geek, or whatever person who approaches that's how often musicians or anyone who's been involved in sound anyways approaches podcasting is content second. $6,000 microphone first, <laughs> which yeah. it's, it's good. I think where, again, what you did where proof of concept, get it out the door and then realize people want it and want more of it, just want you know a slightly better quality version of it or whatever. And so you had, um, I think it's on your site and maybe you'd mentioned this to me too. You you're using a company called podcastmotor.com yeah. to do audio production and stuff and talk a bit about how that might work. I think part of this rubs against some of the again some of the podcast ethos of like do it yourself bootstrap etc don't outsource but obviously if you're making some money off it there's a reason and benefits to outsourcing some of this production stuff so how did you stumble across these guys and and how's it been well so we stumbled across them because all my friends use craig and his service it's so interesting because so craig runs podcast motor and it's basically a productized service where his company can do everything from mixing, mastering, engineering it to adding it to your WordPress site, to putting it on iTunes, to everything else. What we use them for is just the um, engineering, so making us sound pretty and then adding in the, the intro, outro, and all of that. But the service can do everything. Like It can do your entire podcast, so all you do is record the episode, give it to them, they do everything else. And I kind of like that because like for my writing, I have a copy editor and editor to go through my words to make sure to make me sound like I know how to write. So I would rather do the same with a podcast because I know how to talk, but I don't necessarily know how to. It's just like in bands. I've never I've never recorded my own album. I have somebody else to do that who's an expert at that. It's just like people hire me to design websites because I'm an expert at doing that and they're an expert at running their business. I know how to run a business. I know how to make money. I don't want to do all the little things involved that I don't have to because there's other people who are really good at those things. I could probably engineer it and it would probably be about 80% shittier than an expert, but it would take me about a thousand times longer. So I'd rather just get somebody else to do it and then it sounds good and then I'm happy with it and I'm comfortable with the final product. Yeah, and it, it also, I mean, kind of like what you said, it allows you to focus on the stuff you're good at, not spending much frustration and tears on stuff that's yeah. you may be able to do, but yeah, you you can uh, definitely get someone else who's that's their job or that's what their passion is. So Exactly. And they do an interesting model of just like a monthly and uh, uh, you don't have to talk about which pricing you're doing or whatever, but anyways, just look at their site like $385 a month is, you know, editing up to five shows. And it sounds like a lot at first, but also if you're again, if you're making money off this thing or your time is better spent paying someone to do this where you can make more money rather than editing and tagging mp3s and uploading a draft all that kind of stuff that's time uh what is that 70 bucks an, an episode or something roughly or whatever is that what you're yeah. kind of paying and so that's 
you know, an hour of your time that you could be spending, maybe making $200 an hour instead or whatever. And, and, uh, and certainly nothing to, and the quality of your podcast, I think speaks for itself. And they have other examples. Obviously this isn't a paid yeah. ad by podcast motor, but. <laughs> and there's like, we like, I know if I give them an episode, like I upload it to their Dropbox, it'll be done in a few days. I don't need to bug them. I don't need to nag them. I hate managing people. So the only people that I hire are people who I don't have to manage. It's just, here's the work. I know you're going to do it and I expect it done and just give it to me when it's done. And so, and I have so many examples of people who suck at that, who I will never work with again. I'll give them a chance and then I won't work with them again. This, and I was telling Craig this yesterday, I'm like, I like working with you because I give you work and then I don't have to ask if it's done. You just tell me it's done on the date that you said it would actually be done. (laughs) And this interesting idea, hey? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> that could be a subject for your podcast. Oh, I, I wish the, the maintenance and gardening people that I've hired, I think four or five of them so far, understood this. <laughs> because I've been outside for two weeks pulling weeds and on a vacant lot that I bought because I've hired so many people to do this job and they just haven't shown up. And it's like, I want to give you money for the service that you are offering me for money. Yeah. Please just let me do that. Just do some work for me. Please, please, please. But yeah, that's my own personal gripe <laughs> this week. Well, that's, and it's, it is interesting. I know I've, I'm sure you've worked with contractors and stuff and housing and yeah. construction and renovations and, and whatever. And it's just like a, it's such a bizarre concept to like, it feels like somebody could come in and use the, like to use the internet term of disrupt it. Like where it's just like, I schedule a person to come in and fix my driveway and then they show up and they fix my driveway and I give them money and there's no worry about like why wouldn't you show up and why wouldn't the person show up when you're supposed to (laughs) aside from you know family emergencies or whatever anyways we're going into a rant on (laughs) a whole nother topic but this is the path paved with gold and unicorn farts we don't need to talk about that (laughs) so what did you uh, have as far as gear originally um just so people can sort of, you know, if they want to listen and think, wow, that does sound terrible, but I know that they had <laughs> this kind of gear and now they sound this good. And so that's kind of gives me a, a path, I guess, or whatever, an idea of what, what I could spend money on if I wanted to. What what do you start with and what do you have now for mics and stuff? So I started, both of us started with Yeti Blue Mics and I don't need to say anything bad about them. Just listen to season one. <laughs> and now we use Rode Podcasters, which are phenomenal they also look like light they look like um if a stormtrooper had a lightsaber and i know storm i've said this before and nerds have been like stormtroopers don't have lightsabers i know (laughs) i'm a nerd too i know but it's just like it's a nice white casing yeah and it i got the the rope the road arm as well so it can just it's hands free and so when i say i drop the mic it's just figurative it's not literal because i can't but yeah, I just I like it. And this is the mic that we should have got in the beginning and they are a little pricey. They're especially pricey if you're in Canada. I think yeah. on Amazon they're about $600 more than in the than Am- it doesn't even make sense. Like have an American friend where you can buy the thing, ship it to them and they can just bring it to you. Yeah, there's a service idea for somebody who wants to help Canadians is cuz a buddy of mine I follow Ray Ortega, a podcast helper on Twitter. He'll yeah. he'll tweet out like great deal on blah, 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 Mike. And I look and I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Then I check them amazon.ca and it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, this is why everybody, and I don't know you're much further from the border than I am, but everybody that lives on the border pretty much has a drop shipping address. Like you have an address in the States, you go get your mail there. Yeah. And you pick up your products for American prices. 
we're a little bit too far to do it uh, that it would make sense but uh it's not a bad idea and if nothing else build some sort of trains of people to to do that yeah that's and that's another rant for (laughs) the canadian definitely listeners i'm sure there's many of them uh raising a beer to that idea um so yeah you did the road podcast property which is yeah it's a couple hundred bucks usually on in the states anyways i think give or take and then but um triple that in canada and uh the uh what do you record with when you're actually talking so we just use call recorder in skype for the sync and then we both record locally just using quicktime's audio recorder it's just built into the mac so we have the the copy of both of us talking so the editor knows can kind of line things up but then we both record our local audio and then upload it to a dropbox nice yeah that's QuickTime is a undervalued or underappreciated, I think, um, app that's free with your Mac. That- exactly. I do all of my screencasts using that. I do videos with that. I record all my audio with that. It's great. Yeah. That's what, for the month of August, I was doing video versions for my Patreon supporters of my daily show. And yeah, just I, I was trying to like use ScreenFlow and I had all this other stuff, QuickTime or Final Cut and stuff and trying to record and get audio lined up. And finally, I was like, just turn on QuickTime, hit movie recording, choose the right mic and the right camera, and done. And it was, yeah, world simpler and cheaper, even though I had the other apps already yeah. anyway. But yeah, and then, uh, and it's it seems like other apps, I don't know um, if the Rode Podcaster, because it's a USB direct in, is probably okay here. But when you have a mixer, like I've got a mixer, a firewire mixer, and then mics going into that, trying to match up video, feels like seems like QuickTime does a better job of actually matching audio and video together whereas ScreenFlow for me gets a like a half second delay from the video and the audio and then it's a pain to try and line that up and it looks goofy if you're talking yeah native apps I think just the way that not just Apple but probably Microsoft too it just feels like there's preferential treatment yeah (laughs) for, for resources with native apps for some reason things just line up and things just work a little bit better i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> so i guess yeah there isn't much you're not doing any um you don't do much editing for content yourself or do you sort of edit before you'd send it off or is it kind of like live to tape barring yeah, you know live. like a skype dropout or whatever yeah that's the only time we ever cut <laughs> we make so many mistakes on our show and we just leave it at, we even have intros that are like are we recording yet should we cut this no all right let's just go yeah <laughs> So it's super just live off the floor. This is what it, it like. It is what it is, kind of thing. And which is, I, I like that. It doesn't need to be all fancy. Yeah, which is exactly where, again, like you said earlier, the theme of like, what's your personality, and it goes with your audience's expectations of you guys, of being, you know, not Mister Prim and Proper businessman person wearing suit and tie all the time or whatever <laughs> idea. Because again, that's one of those rules of podcasts. Like you shouldn't talk about, you know, you a proper intro with 34.5 seconds of intro music and then it's our intro music is my band's music and then a friend who has possibly my favorite voice just like talked into her phone and sent me that and that was it it sounds like a it sounds like the new intro sounds like she's talking in an am radio with um some guitar part that i wrote and that's it i think there's like 10 seconds and then it's straight into the show yeah, which I like that idea of, I well, I mean, I, I'm guilty of having a slightly longer intro on this podcast right now, but that idea of like, just get into it because it, it's, you can get, I think podcasters get a little bit too in love sometimes with their their intro music or outro music and, uh, and yeah, people aren't tuning in 
to hear your music necessarily, unless you're a band podcast, I guess. But yeah, yeah even fun. then, <laughs> unless it was different music every week. Yeah, and that's a, like there's a few podcasts that I listen to that I just skip the first five minutes because it's like I, this is all useful stuff, I'm sure. But I've heard it like the last fifteen times I listen to your show. Yeah, and it's- we had for season two, we actually had like we followed the like okay, you have to do like. 30 seconds of intro about the podcast, then the intro, then a talk talking about the thing that you have that you're selling, if it's sponsorships or anything else, then the podcast. And we're like, how about we just do the podcast? Like, there's no intros, there's no nothing. It's just like, here's a couple seconds of music for frame of reference. Here's talking. Yeah. And that's where, again, anecdotally, you have to, or not anecdotally, you just have to do with what's right with your personality and, and the show's sort of feel and vibe and just because Paul does it one way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. That works for him. But yeah. And, and like the, the classic example for me is Mark Maron's podcast uh, where like he rambles for 20 minutes before he gets to the guest. I personally don't like that. I skip right to the guest because that's generally who I'm, I'm not, nothing against uh, what he's talking about necessarily. He's good at sharing his feelings and stuff and that's great. But that's not why I'm tuning in. But other people love it and that's why he's who he is. And some people I'm sure skip. Some people listen yeah, some people have guests on their podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We get so many pitches for people like, "Oh, I love your podcast. I wonder if I could be a guest on it." <laughs> you, you remember how we haven't ever had a guest ever? <laughs> Maybe what, you should actually listen. Yeah, Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin on their Back to Work podcast. They often get pitches from business douchebags or whatever on the internet who obviously have never actually listened just see it's like the number one rated podcast or whatever and they're like yeah can i be a guest please and it's like well obviously you don't listen to the show so <laughs> no <laughs> yeah totally um and the process of like so you're doing you do a, your own website obviously um or i assume anyways and um and then you get the file back the mp3 back from from the editor and then you you're free to obviously publish it when you want and, and stuff is there any sort of like um for people who've never used an outside source for editing and stuff, maybe there's a fear of like handing it off. Do you, do you listen to it all again before you publish and stuff? And is it that kind of level of, of sort of oversight or do you just kind of like run with it and, and publish? One of us listens to it, but it's more just to like, we just want to, we just want to hear it. <laughs> like we're not really listening for if there was like audio mistakes or anything like that. We just like to, well, this is something we're putting out into the world. We just want to have one, we just want to listen back to it because by the time we get the audio file back, neither of us have listened to it. We've just recorded it. So we've done like the live recording. So we just want to hear it. And we just make sure one of us listens to it. So it's not like, let's just make sure this sounds perfect. It's like, uh, let's just see what we had to say in that episode. Yeah, did we actually say anything interesting that time? <laughs> yeah, because we don't even have show notes now. I think season one, we had like, a page and a half per episode of show notes. Season two, we had like, and this is the links we talked about, two or three links. This time is just like, here's the, here's the, like the embedded player and the button to subscribe on iTunes or the buttons to get the, how dare you workshop. And that's it. Yeah. There's no text. <laughs> Which uh, for us here. And again, I'll stop sort of prefacing everything, but your podcast may vary, but like for us at goodstuff.fm, it's like, trafficked like a, a podcast that has 200 listeners will have one visitor to the website or something like it's so that yeah. magnitude and so like there are shows where it makes sense to spend hours on show notes and stuff and links and stuff and we have a bookmarklet so it just i can just quickly grab it and, and it dumps it into the show so it's not a big deal to do but but yeah it's for us anyways too i found the, nobody visits the website anymore <laughs> unless unless they play it on the website and that's the, a few people i guess who play it off the website directly but yeah 
Um, you guys are using SoundCloud, I know, for your player. So you have your site or your podcast in SoundCloud and then in iTunes and stuff. Is it, is it, do you have, have you found value in terms of being on SoundCloud beyond just, you know, a nice, they obviously have a nice player and stuff and embed. Um, but is there value for a podcaster to be on SoundCloud as well? Um, for us, it was easy. Like we know the the folks at SoundCloud, they, we were, I think the first or one of the first beta testers for, um, SoundCloud using it for podcasts. So it just, they just re, they reached out to us and were like, Hey, why don't we, uh, work together on this? We don't pay for an account or anything like that. Yeah. So it's just, and it's just, it's easy. And now that's what we know. So there could be better options. I don't know. We, we haven't looked because we know what we know and we know what we know works right now for us. So it's just like, eh, it's, it's fine. I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about that because it's awesome. Like SoundCloud, and it looks it looks nice. You can make the little play button that your brand's color, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> like you can't, I can't fiddle with, shit, which is big for me, right? Because I'm a fiddler. And with SoundCloud, like you add your photo, you can pick your button color, and then all you can do is embed it or tick off the add to the RSS feed, which puts it on iTunes, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> It is kind of nice in the, I, I know I've been tweeting back and forth with folks lately about, you know, podcasters paying for hosting and, you know, vloggers and video people get tons of free space on YouTube. And so I know SoundCloud is trying to make a sort of inroad into that similar kind of arena for podcasts and audio and stuff. And I really encourage and applaud their efforts in that area because they've, they've definitely, like they've reached out to us and offered free accounts to lots of podcasts, you know, which is awesome, I think. Um, and, uh, and hopefully they can make a go of it too. And, in, in not just giving away a bunch of free stuff and then having to figure out a way to pay yeah. for it. But I pay for two other pro accounts with them. Right. So, because I saw like it, it works in their It works in their favor to, to do a little bit of give and take, I think. And it's, it's good. I think now even on the free SoundCloud accounts, you can create an RSS feed and then publish that into iTunes. So you don't even need the paid account. I don't know exactly how it works because I've never had a free account with them, but there is a way to do it now because it's out of beta. When we started, it was it was just beta, and now it's like the, those functionality that we've had access to is now available to everybody. Yeah, they've got a. Um, speaking of links, I'll put a link in the show notes to there <laughs> that nobody will read. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash four slash podcasting is uh, they have yeah. a site dedicated to that where yeah you can get started free, which again is like in their they need content. That's there's no. Sh- whatever shame in admitting that that's what they're after obviously is content and just like YouTube is or whatever and drawing people to their site. But um, yeah, their player looks great. And, uh, and there isn't like going back to what we originally started with is there's nothing to fiddle with and you just, you post your video, you post your data about it or your audio story about it, about it and that's it. And then it's the same as everybody else's aside from, I guess your play button color um, <laughs> and your logo. And, and it is dead simple. Like that's the other nice thing too, is there's no, uh, messing around with weird FTP things and whatever to, to upload yeah. a, a simple podcast. So, um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Even I always advocate for like having it somewhere, but even if you didn't, if you don't have it, your podcast somewhere else, it's not that hard to upload whatever, 20, hundred episodes, even of MP3 files somewhere else. If SoundCloud goes away tomorrow or something, it's not quite the same as moving, you know, your blog or whatever that there's a lot of content there. Anyways, that's a side tangents um <laughs> the uh 
the do they take care going back to just one more question about the editing and, and handing off and that stuff so they would take care of any sort of audio mixing sweetening of the sound leveling you yes. know that kind of stuff fancy eq yep. plugins that they've paid thousands exactly. of dollars for yeah exactly which is again that's a handy thing to be able to do because you can go buy some of those plugins as you know some sort of eq plugin for four hundred dollars or whatever and stuff like that you could do it yourself and if you're doing a bunch of podcasts that might make sense but if you're just doing one show probably going to be cheaper in the long run to unless you really love audio to to hand it off to someone like these guys so um, yeah but it's just like you can't just buy photoshop and be a designer it's like i could buy all these plugins i, I wouldn't know how to use them necessarily yeah. unless i spent like weeks and weeks figuring it out and learning because then my wife is a professional audio engineer so are a lot of my friends because i come from music and it's like the amount of knowledge they have is not the amount of knowledge i have so <laughs> Kind of makes sense to use somebody else. Yeah, there's a time when it's it's good to know your limitations and and yeah. be okay with those <laughs> for sure. Um, well, one thing I ask uh, guests before we we wrap up here is some of the podcasts that you're listening to these days and and sort of what's inspiring you or or just helping you veg or not worry about <laughs> podcasts. We're making podcasts. What what podcasts are you listening to these days? So I'm pretty picky because I don't have a commute. Like I don't listen to that much podcasting because I don't have a commute or anything like that. And I like to when I'm doing something, I like to focus on it. So if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm sitting there typically with my eyes closed, just listening to it. So there's only a few podcasts that I actually listen to. One that I actually just found, who's another Canadian. I feel like this needs to have some like CanCon in it, <laughs> but is um, James White, and he's from Halifax. He has a studio called Signal Noise. He also has a podcast called Signal Noise. And I listened to the first, and it just talks about being creative and going through like the trials and tribulations of like making money off of your art. And the first episode, he goes through this lengthy story of something that he was working on for, um, what was it? It was uh, like a, a talk um, or a, what are they called? A conference. I don't go to conferences. I don't have the words in my mind. But he's working on some visual, he's a really great designer. He's working on some visuals for a conference and it was just a lot of struggles. He, he cries in the first episode. It's just like the most vulnerable that I've ever heard somebody. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Like this guy just like laid it all out on the table about things that everybody struggles with, but people are too scared to talk about. It. I'm like, this this guy, this this James White, he's a good guy, and he's been doing he's been doing design, and he's been in the industry forever. I just like, yeah, he, he's gonna. Make, I think this guy's gonna make it, and <laughs> so that's that's. Why, and I think he only has like three episodes. Yeah. He may have a little more when this comes out, but there's, I think there's three episodes, and it's just it's just awesome. The other podcasts that I love are my friends Kathleen and Emily, who run and they call the, they call themselves this the lady version of Invisible Office Hours. Because it's these two girls who do creative stuff as well. Super smart, super awesome. And they're kind of like the girl versions of like me and Jason. <laughs> and I like their podcast a lot. They talk about all sorts of stuff. They get really specific about things like money and creativity. And that is really good. I've been on the show a few times. They call me the, their being bo- the being boss boyfriend. So I'm like the boyfriend of their entire podcast, which... Uh, it's a bit of an ego stroke. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but I've been on their show a few times as well. I think they, uh, yeah, they just put out good content. Like I like when people really don't put on airs and just kind of go for it. So whatever they're talking about, they're really talking about it. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything else. You know what? What's the name of the their podcast? Is it being love being, being boss? boss? 
Lovebeingboss.com. It's just called Being Boss. Oh, um, yeah, yeah lovebeingboss.com. Yeah, yeah there you go. Got it. Very cool. Any others? Those are the t- those are the two main ones. I listen to one off episodes, like if Tim Ferriss is something like uh, an interesting topic, or James Altucher sometimes, Chris Brogan sometimes. But those are the two that I listen to the most because I don't have that much time, and I like to. If I'm listening to a podcast, I'm not passively listening to it while I'm doing other stuff. So, yeah, I don't listen to, to that many podcasts because I give it full attention, and I find a lot of podcasts should just be passive listening and. Because it takes so long to get into something, or there's five minutes of greatness and thirty minutes of fluff, and it's just like, uh, yeah. so it's not like I'm sitting on a train commuting somewhere. Like I'm sitting there just listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's I, I definitely miss that too. When I, I used to commute to work and take the bus or whatever, and, and kind of miss the <laughs> the downtime of having yeah. time to listen to a podcast or whatever it was. Yeah, so I don't miss the stinky bus though. That's. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, what app do you use to listen? Those public transit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have where I live, Saskatoon. We don't have great public transit. It's yeah, and a winter with a bus full of students going to the university, all yeah. unshowered and yeah. yeah. I've only ever been to Saskatoon in the summer, so well, that's a good time to come. Because <laughs> good good Canadian bands don't tour in the winter, right? or you only tour in the winter one time. Realize that you're an idiot, and then from there on out, tour late summer to early fall because by then the snow in the Rockies is gone. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from BC. Yeah, it would be Exactly. <laughs> Prairie bands. I know just get, suck it up and have to do it because there's nowhere else to go. But uh, we played a couple shows in the interior of British Columbia in the winter. A few times we're like, I don't want to risk my life for like a thousand dollars. It's just, it's, I'm worth a little bit more than that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what app do you use to listen to podcasts? I go to their website and click their SoundCloud nice. button. Both of those podcasts use SoundCloud, so yeah. I just click the the their embedded player. That's good. Yeah. Nothing, nothing Not wrong fancy. with that. Yeah. yeah, I know subscribing on iTunes gives more like podcast juju love or something, but I'm just like, whatever. I don't even really use iTunes, so. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a mess anyways to get into there. Yeah. But you did, I have to thank you. Uh, I think you were one of the first Besides Justin Jackson, the only Canadians to leave. I'm not sure who was first because you're both on January 15th, 2015 to leave a comment or a review on iTunes for my this show. Um, and uh, so yeah. that's uh, always... Because Canadian fun. iTunes gets no love. You look at podcasts that have like 5,000 comments or 5,000 reviews and ratings and then you go to the Canadian store and it's like one yeah. or zero. <laughs> I know. And I don't know where all the... Because there, there is Canadian podcasters and I don't know where we're all hiding or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a there's a conspiracy with CBC and uh, <laughs> Canadian iTunes. Unless you're on CBC, it's not going to happen. Totally. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we just outed it. Canadian content or uh, what's his name? Canada Land guy, Jesse Brown or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. If you're doing politics in Canada, I guess that's where you get the reviews. So yeah, if you're Canadian and you're listening to the show, you should go list, go <laughs> leave a rating or review in iTunes and then go leave a rating or review in uh, Invisible Office Hours as well so that the Canadian side gets a little bit of love and it's not just yeah. a vacant, empty wasteland of frozen tundra. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul, in, in wrapping up, where can uh, folks find you on the internet and, and where are your digits that you want to give out? Uh, if you Google Paul Jarvis on the first couple pages, I write a month or a weekly mailing list. So I write articles from a mailing list every week. It's called the Sunday Dispatches. I think that's the top link if you Google my name. I have a podcast that we talked about, Invisible Office Hours. I teach freelancers how to do business better at creativeclass.io. 
And I'm not really on that much social media. I'm on, I don't have Facebook or LinkedIn or any of that shit, but I'm on Twitter at PJRBS if you like to listen to snark. Because really, that's all I use Twitter for. There's no like social media is useless, except for telling funny jokes. So that's all I really do. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, and well, and refreshing advice from a, someone who does help legitimately do do help in entrepreneurs, people running business, to say just social media is useless. <laughs> so it's a f- refreshing uh, thing to hear because often it's the exact opposite. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 leaning towards you. It it's uh, the social part of social media is fun, but if you're yeah, I sit in my house in the woods by myself and work all day. So getting to talk to people, it's pretty awesome. Using yeah. it for like converting to subscribers or paying sh- whatever. Just tell jokes. Just use stop doing what you're doing on social media and just start telling jokes. <laughs> there you and go. that's not just my pie in the sky. This works for me. This is a blanket across the board. Everybody do this right now statement. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And then what will happen is in six months, you'll flip the tables and you'll be like, all of a sudden, Mr. Selling everything on Twitter because nobody's exactly. doing it anymore. <laughs> it's all part of your master plan. <laughs> and I'll sell everything in American dollars and make a buck 30 <laughs> off of every dollar. And we can finally afford better mics from the States. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Paul, for coming on. Hopefully, uh, folks out there who are listening gleaned a little bit of info and uh, some fun advice uh, for your podcast or idea for a podcast. You can find links to the few things we discussed that you're not going to go visit at goodstuff.fm slash smym slash 99. My thanks for checking out. Uh, if you do, check out a small orange for some web hosting and also uh, FeedPress, who provide podcast hosting and analytics for goodstuff.fm and show me your mic. And if you'd like to support me and my podcasting efforts a little more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash iChris. You'll get to see my ugly mug uh, talking into a camera and microphone on my dailyest show and uh, also if you have comments follow up we have a link to discuss this episode in our subreddit so feel free to do so there i think that's it i'm i chris on twitter thanks for listening have a great day bye <laughs>